Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Chelsea Clark, who is a content monetization strategist, the founder of the entrepreneurship blog and community, Her Paper Route. Now that's herpaperroute.com, and she's the host of Her Paper Route Podcast. Chelsea teaches growth hacking revenue strategies to help creatives increase their financial fitness and make more paper. Now she's been featured on Business Insider, Yahoo Finance, MSN Money and Profit Podcast, and the list goes on. So today we are going to discuss content monetization and how to figure out what subscribers want to buy how to build a lead magnet to attract them and how to make major sales from the email list without any icky spammy sales tactics. Life is too short, trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Chelsea. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. And wow, what an intro. Uh, can I like just steal that and put that on my show? Like, wow, <laughs> not that I would, but thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. You know what? I'm so glad to have you here. And moreover, I just want to congratulate you for a successful summit. Your brave summit was just awesome. And I cannot wait till you have your next brave summit. Thank you very much. And everyone who's listening, we are going to have you in our next summit. So I'm really excited to have you on, Brittany. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be a part. Now, you know what? I'm going to just jump right into this thing because you've got so much knowledge and I know we all want to get into it. So guys, let me tell you, Chelsea is queen of getting that paper. Her name, her paper route is totally fitting. So let's just get into your secrets and find out how you are doing it. First, how are you setting up a funnel to build your email list? That is such a great way to kick off this conversation. Okay, let's dig into funnels. The first thing is when I first launched my business, uh, before I even had a live any content on my site. I just had a one page homepage and I advertised a freebie. So right away, even before I had any products to sell, before I had even written one blog post for this business, I just had a one homepage with an opt-in form where you could enter your email, sign up to get a free whatever. And for the first week I ran it as a free stock photography bundle because when I started my business, I was thinking I was going to offer stock photography because I was taking photos. I was enjoying it. I was doing flat lays. I did it for that first month. And I honestly, I never developed that. I went so focused into something else, but I was able to build off of that. So I started with offering a bundle of free stock photos for bloggers. Hmm. And from that, I developed into creating content for bloggers and resources for bloggers and business owners and creatives. And it spanned out from that first thing. But 
what it was able to do is from that one little homepage, and I just promoted that link before I had anything, I was able to get over a thousand subscribers before my business even launched. So yeah, so they (laughs) got onto my list. And as soon as I got them there, I was just sending helpful, fun little tips that content creators would be interested in. And they got their free photos right away. And then I gave them something else. I think it was a month later, I created a, a, bl- a little mini ebook that was for a checklist of getting your website up. And I just started creating all this fun content. And I was really focused on just talking to people and seeing what people wanted and surveying them right from the start. So once you got into my email lesson that first year, there was going to be questions like, hey, do you like this? Or what do you think about this and I was always having people click on things and go and check things out and provide their feedback and I used all of that feedback to then create paid products down the line so that was really my first little mini intro to uh, a community building funnel and then now that sort of process has really grown and got a lot more in depth so now when someone signs up for something free on my website the form, once they sign up, it'll automatically take them to a tripwire page where they will get one of my paid products at a really great discount if they if they take action in under five minutes. After five minutes, that page will disappear. So they have to click it or not. They have to make that fast decision. And having a tripwire funnel has been really great for just generating quick sales. It's a it's an easy, quick win. It gives someone something of value where it's it's affordable. So I'm saying like a $12 purchase, something just, it's not too, it's not going to break the bank, but it just gives people that quick win. And it also lets your subscribers get used to buying from you right away. So that can help with weeding out just the freebie seekers when the, right. (laughs) Amen to that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I can totally agree. Tripwires are excellent and you do such a great job at just positioning your content to go from one step to the next step. Because I know that we can both agree that when you have those freebie seekers, you can just offer the world and people will just take the world from you and not go to that next step. (laughs) That's right. Yes. You want to pre-qualify people to eventually become more of a buyer. You want them to opt into your paid course if it's right for where they're at in their business. If they're ready for the next step, you want to be able to coach them down the line. There's so many different steps that for a customer journey that they may take. And those first little steps with the freebies, that's really helping you to figure out what they're going to want and need with you. And if you're the right person to help them. And that's really what all those lead magnets are doing. It's prepping them. And when I was mentioning before about surveying your audience and sending them quizzes and forms and questionnaires and asking them what it is that they need, you're really taking all of that content and you're putting together a great paid product or service that's really going to help them. So you, there's no way just to know, just to guess or figure it out or take a chance and wonder what they might need. You really have to ask them. And that's what those lead magnet funnels are really going to help you do. You do a great job at delivering that lead magnet funnel. I know everybody's going to want to know, okay, how did she get a thousand followers that quick on just a little freebie? And that's all that you had. How are you able to go from having your lead magnet to actually getting people to subscribe to it? Yes. So the thing is when you're creating your opt-in page for your lead magnet, 
we don't have to overthink it. The opt-in page should really be very simple. A headline that says what it is, what the person is going to get, and a picture, like just a graphic mock-up of what the ebook or course or quiz or whatever it is, there's some sort of visual element that shows people some sort of tangible thing that they'll get, even though it's digital, and then your opt-in form, and that's it. You don't need even a header, like a nav bar, you don't need a footer. It's just for the purpose of getting people to either to do two things, either sign up and get on your list or to click away and not. That's really all we need to think about when we're talking about our opt-in pages. And so when I had the layout, that's what I focused on. But then to actually get people to come and see this page, because of course we can't just launch a page and just the internet angels will just send traffic. That's not how it works. Yeah. So we have to take action and put our link out in front of our ideal customer. So what I did is I went into Facebook groups specifically for content creators and for people who were interested in what my lead magnet was and what my intention was for my business. So I had ideas of creating the courses because my background is in marketing. So I wanted to create my marketing courses. So I was going into Facebook groups for business owners, content creators, and in the groups that allow you to share a link and talk about your business, I was going in and chatting with people. I was searching in the search bar and seeing what questions people were putting in. I would put that question in and then I would see all of the posts that someone had been talking about it. I would go in and just be like, hey, that's pretty cool. I'm working on something that sort of relates. If you're interested, it's free. Come check it out. And I was able to generate a lot of traffic by doing that. And that is a free type of marketing. It is manual. It takes your time, but you're not paying for ads. You are actually just going in and chatting with people. And that's really how I built it in the first month. And I also, my other little trick was using Pinterest. I would just create pins for my lead magnet. And then in the pin link, I would just direct it right to that opt-in page. And I created different pins with different styles that I could appeal to different, different people. And then it just all went to that same one page. And that was another way that I was able to generate a lot of free traffic to get that thousand subscribers in the first month. And the other thing, the last little bit I wanna mention about that is those people who came onto my list I had affiliate products and offers ready to go. Mm -hmm. So I was ready to send them helpful, engaging, informative content through email. And each one had a call to action where I was promoting one specific affiliate product that made sense to their business. So like software, tool, another course that made sense for something that they wanted to learn. So you're getting all these people onto your list. Just be ready to have something to sell as well. Something to sell that is helpful, not just something to sell. You're not going to get a bunch of business owners on your site and then, or on your list and then try to sell them a t-shirt. That makes no <laughs> sense. So yeah, you just keep it on your niche, on your topic and really think about what your customers need help with. Wow. You did a great job just opening up that door and just letting us in to see you're behind the scenes. That is extremely helpful. So thank you so much for that. Now, I want to know what our audience is thinking. So this is our interactive segment. So if you're listening in real time, go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick, and we're going to have this poll question posted. Do you struggle getting subscribers on your mailing list? And if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions, and you can weigh in and see the results. So Chelsea, you mentioned the affiliate marketing. 
you have done a great job weaving in your affiliates throughout your messaging, throughout everything that you do, throughout your podcast, throughout your blog, in your emails, you do a great job at doing that. How are you managing that? Or do you say, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. And here are the affiliates that I'm going to go with. How do you do that? Yes. So I am so obsessed with affiliate marketing. I love it. It's so much fun. And when you do it in a way that is helpful and not sleazy, Mm -hmm. then it really can be a really lucrative revenue stream. And I really focused on affiliate marketing from the start. I, the thing is, I don't just work with anyone or everyone. I really just focus on a few brands that I personally use and love and where their tools have helped me grow my own company. And those are the ones that I talk about. So I'm really into tech. So I'll talk about the tools that I use to manage my contacts and my email list and the tools that I use to send contracts to clients and invoicing, all that kind of stuff. And that is really what has been my focus. And I know that we can get shiny object syndrome and Mm -hmm. there's so many brands that when you get started as a content creator, they're going to want to work with you and they want you to mention them on your blog and your Instagram and everything. And it's easy to get distracted, but if you really just focus on the tools that really help you and will help your audience, then that is going to win every time. So I also really focus on just focusing on one type of affiliate promotion each month. So every 30 days, I will focus on a totally different campaign. And instead of just taking on the whole year and trying to talk about so many different things, I'll reach out to the brands, I'll see what they have coming up, and then I'll plan my content calendar around it. So in the 30 days in one month, maybe I'll send two or three emails to my list. And in that month, I'll talk about one product, but I'm not just talking about it. I'm teaching it. So I'll create free content to go with it. I'll create a free course. If you want to learn how to use HoneyBook, you can come and get into my free course and I will show you the behind the scenes of how I use it. And then you can get that 50% off upgrade. There's bonus incentives that come along with the free content that I'm creating. And that can really help your audience because you're not just saying, here, go buy this. You're saying, look, this is how I use this. You might find this interesting. I'm just going to show you how to do it. And then you can decide if you want to buy it or not after. That's fine either way. And you're just giving people more value than someone who's just trying to sell or putting out ads just to try to get you to buy things constantly. If you take the extra time to create those guides, maybe a blog post or a podcast episode, or just really dig into what the product does, be honest, be open, share what you love and share what it doesn't do too. go that extra mile and say what you don't like about something, because that is being a good affiliate. You don't have to worry the brand. They're not going to think, oh no, she's saying something bad about my company. They're going to say, oh yeah. Okay. I see that my customers are having this concern. And a lot of the times they're just going to take that to their team. And maybe it's something that will get updated or changed down the road. Or maybe it's just something that is just not part of that product and that's okay. You're just trying to give your audience the biggest picture of what it is and what the product is, how it helps. So affiliate marketing, that's a big thing on its own, but 
I love it. I think if you're sitting there and you're trying to make more commissions, make more sales, look at how you're presenting your offers. Do you just have one little mention in your sidebar? Do you just have an ad here and there? You're probably not getting many conversions if you're just very passively mentioning your offers. You really need to create great content. Like I was saying, free courses, blog posts, podcasts, whatever it is and go in depth to really help your audience. And that is going to help you in turn, make those bigger sales. Wow. We love it. That just segues right into some of the creative ways that you monetize your email list. That's right. Affiliate marketing and digital products are my two main revenue streams. Beautiful. We really loved success stories and we like to see that you can start here and then go from there. Can you give us a little bit of background of how you pioneered this whole idea and what were some of the things that you did as far as training and what are some of the trainings that you may have to offer to our audience? For sure. There's always been people, internet marketers and creators talking about affiliate marketing, using affiliate marketing to grow their business. When I got into it, I was working in marketing when I quit my job, but affiliate marketing was something that I hadn't personally done yet. I was growing email lists and creating content and promoting the companies that I worked for. But this was the first time that I was really doing it for myself on a bigger scale. So a little quick background is I had my own businesses growing up. And before I launched this company, I was running a drop shipping business. I was using a drop servicing. So that's when you create a website and you sell services that you don't actually provide. When someone buys the services, you go and you hire someone on Fiverr or wherever to perform the service for your client and you get the higher cut of it. So there's so many other ways that you can get into the business of online marketing. (laughs) Services. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. But then I decided I gave up all my side hustles. I quit my day job and my night jobs. I was day job at a marketing. I was doing marketing at a brokerage firm. And then by night I was bartending and I just said, okay, this is it. I just had a baby. I need to go all in and just focus on my one thing and not give myself a plan B or anything to fall back on. So I really had to make that decision that I was going to make it work. And when I started uh, learning about affiliate marketing, there's, it's so simple, really. It's not complicated. All it is, you partner with a brand, you talk about their products. When someone clicks the link, you get a commission if they go on to purchase it. And that's really in a nutshell what it is. Where it becomes creative and fun is where you get to create all of the type of incentives and content and training to support those links and to support those sales. So what I did is I created a free course on how to set up a Shopify dropshipping store. And I just promoted that free course and it did really well. It grew my list by thousands. And then everyone who went through the course, they were presented with the option to, of course, sign up for Shopify. So I was able to earn commissions on my referrals there. I would say I was starting small, but I was dreaming big. I had a plan from the start. So I really focused on this as a business, even though there were days where I felt like I was a kid just dressing up, playing grown up life. (laughs) When you're just starting something, you're not sure what's going to happen. But I was focused to be like, nope, this is real. This is the real thing. I'm going to keep on going. So every day I got up, I created that content. I had a baby in my lap. I couldn't go out. I couldn't walk around. I was just sitting on the couch nursing. So I had 
my laptop and I was creating content. And that is how I grew my business in the first year. And within a couple months, I was making about $5,000 a month. And this was a beauty blog that I was running and I decided to sell it. I sold the beauty blog for $50,000. And then I used that profit to build, build out my company, her paper route. And now I'm about three and a half years in and Last year, I hit over 400,000, actually 500,000 in revenue from mainly affiliate marketing. Can everybody say, whoop, whoop? Like, (laughs) it's nuts. I did not know that was going to happen. I had a good feeling that I was on the right track, but we don't have all the answers, especially when we're just getting started. We're just hoping, but we have a plan. When you have a plan and where you're intending to go, things will work out. So that's really where my focus was. And the type of training that I looked into when I was getting started, I was on such a budget. I couldn't buy the big guru courses. I couldn't sign up for, for the $200 courses, even like I was really on a tight budget. So I was reading all of the blogs that I could. I was taking what I knew from my marketing and business past, and I was just making it make sense for the type of content that I wanted to create. And just like we said at the very beginning of our chat was I was going and talking to my audience and surveying them from the start and asking, what is it that you're struggling with? What are you wanting to do that you are feeling stuck because you there's something in your way that you're not able to do. And people were telling me what it was. And then that just made sense to me for how I could help them. And that's how I built my, my courses. And I always price my courses pretty affordably. And I continue to do that because I know what it's like when you're just trying to get started and, or you're a mom and you just, you need a break, you need some help. And so that's where I've been able to take it. But like I say, affiliate marketing is the the number one revenue source. And I think that anyone who wants to get started, you just have to jump in. You just have to do it. I do have a blog monetization course now that digs into all the behind the scenes, like in-depth stuff of it. But really all you need to do is just get started and start creating that great content. That is excellent. That's excellent advice. And I'm so glad that you share that you shared with us how to encourage people to buy your offers without coming off so salesy. So presenting the information and teaching and and training is so helpful. So by the time it comes to the sale, you don't really feel like you're like buying anything. You feel like you're supporting or you feel like you're a part of it. Or I agree with all of these different steps or this would work for me. So now I'm going to purchase it. So I think that that's great that you're, that you've built your relationship with your audience that way. Now you touched on it a little bit, but let's go in a little bit deeper on how you figure out what your subscribers really want to buy. Yes. And you know what? We can actually do this by combining this with your first lead magnet. So you can actually create a quiz and have all of the questions lead into specific funnels of answers. So when you create your quiz, you're asking people the things that you want to know from them. And with each answer, you're splitting them into different lanes. And depending on where they end up at the end, they are going to be presented with their answer, their what they discover at the end of the quiz. And you'll be able to know not just what they want and what they need, but you'll also be able to keep them separate and segmented onto your list. 
So you know exactly the type of content that person will be interested in and the type of content that they won't be interested in so that you can start segmenting your list and splitting up your messaging so that it makes sense to the individuals that are in your community. And when you start doing this, and again, I said it was as a lead magnet. So in order for people to get their results, they have to enter their email address to get it, right? So you've got them coming in and answering all their questions. You're finding out about them. And then they enter their email in order to get the results, which then puts them onto your list and it segments them into the appropriate category of where you're going to reach out to them later and help them and teach them and do all that good stuff. And I love using Interact. That's what I use for my quiz. And it's just really easy. It connects with um, your email service provider and it's, it's super seamless. You can also use free tools like Google Forms. That's a great way just to send people to a questionnaire there. And you just want to ask the type of questions that are going to make sense for you. But also there's probably a lot of things that you're not going to know to ask. So you're going to need to take it one step further and go and see what people are saying. People who aren't already in your community, people who you may not have even thought would be a customer. So go out to places like Quora, go into Facebook groups and go and see what people are saying about your specific niche or the type of topics or products that you intend to sell, or maybe that you've already started, just go and see what people are talking about. And I don't mean what they're saying about your product specifically, but about the type or the niche of products in general, so that you can get a better idea of what you can take from that, what the people are saying and make your product the best that it could be. And I just use a simple Google sheet spreadsheet. When I see people out in the internet talking about the kind of things that I'm interested in. I'll just copy what they say, put it in the spreadsheet, and I'll know to go back there and look at that sheet when I'm working on that product. And oh yes, (laughs) there's one more step that I take on this. This is like a product development funnel that we're digging into now. But when you go back to that sheet, remember, because you have your product, you're ready to launch and you're working on your sales page. What are you going to put on your sales page? You're going to need to speak your customer's language. So go back to that customer research spreadsheet you created and take the exact words, not the full sentences, because you don't want to just like steal what people have said personally, but you go and you look for specific sentences and specific words that people are saying about their pain points. And you use those words back on your sales page. So you're speaking those words back to people to show that you understand where they're coming from, that you understand those pain points, and that you really do want to help them. If you do, because that is how you'll be successful. And nobody wants to buy from someone who is a jerk or insincere or not authentic. You have to be your authentic self and really come from a place of truly wanting to help people. And that really will help people. And in, in the end, you will actually be successful. And that really has been what's worked for me too. Just being myself, being a chatterbox, like, like I am here and talking about all of this stuff and giving away the things that a lot of people will put in a paid course. I will just tell you about it because let's just get down to it. Let's get you to the next step. That's really where I'm coming from. And that's why we're so glad to have you here. We just adore you. I adore you. This is so much fun. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, it is so much fun. And so, you know what? I've got to ask, because you have given little nuggets and it's so so funny because it's been like little bitty bites of like little trails (laughs) of how you manage what you do. So how are you managing this whole thing? What are your productivity secrets? Oh, so good. Okay. So 
as I said before, when I was starting, I was on a little scrimpy, tiny budget. I didn't have the money to hire a team. I didn't have money for advertising yet. And, but I knew that investing in my business was very important. So I didn't want to cheap out. I knew that investing would get me to the next step. So in that first couple of months, I was really doing everything on my own. I made sure that I had a really good automation tool for helping me with social media. So I used SmarterQ and that was just to set up my post one time and then they'll recycle as evergreen content. It'll publish again a few weeks or a few months later. So that helped me just keep things active on my social accounts. And I invested in Pinterest advertising So that was a productivity tool, I say, because it helped generate traffic when I was not able to be pinning and it just helped supplement things while I was running and keeping things going on the ground. And every day I got up and I made a list of what I was going to do. So that was a big one, creating a list and seeing it visually in front of me. It made it feel like there wasn't so much to do because I could see things and I could see myself crossing them off. And that was huge. Otherwise, if I don't have that sort of thing in front of me, those notes, it can feel like there's way more to do than there is. And that's how you get overwhelmed and that can lead to burnout and all that stuff. So you don't do anything else. Oh yeah. That's the other way. That's the other (laughs) side of it for sure. And so that's really what I did. And I did that for the first two years and then things were trucking along and I started investing more into the tools that could help me and the people that could help me. So when I started to hire a team and be able to delegate things and take myself out of my inbox, that was huge. Mm -hmm. When I was able to take certain elements of my business off my plate, that was huge. And another one that really helped, and I know this isn't necessarily an option for everybody, but my husband decided that he was going to become a content creator too. He saw that I was totally lit up and happy and doing it. So he decided to do that and he quit his job. And so having him home full time, we were really able to split our time up and we were able to take turns with our son. Like we're under one roof, but we're really just supporting each other's businesses and sharing all the responsibilities of home, house life, family life. And that really helped me to be able to get ahead and grow my business and scale as well. So I know that's not an option for everyone because of course people have to go out and live their lives and have their careers, but not everybody has to. If you want to be an entrepreneur, it can work. You can make it work in your family and whatever your situation is. We don't have to go out to a traditional job anymore. Everything is available on the internet and you can learn the skills that you need to make the internet work for you. Yes. And especially now more than ever. Yes. 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 So Chelsea, you have given us so much. And when I just tell you, I'm just, I've got chills inside because you have just given us, just like you said, you have given us what some people would charge in a course. So (laughs) I appreciate that. And I know that our audience appreciates it as well, but we have come to the, the segment in the show called mentoring moments. And it's one of my favorite segments of the show, because it's just you giving us just a part of yourself, just off the cuff, even though you've already been off the cuff, but this is just going deeper (laughs) because we don't all have mentors. So this just gives us an opportunity to have a quick little mentorship. Yes. So if you had to start over everything right now, and you only had a hundred dollars to your name, what would be your plan of action? 
Oh, yes. Okay, let's do it. Okay, you've got $100. Mm -hmm. Now, $100, you're going to need a website, but that's probably going to take up that $100. So I would say before you get a website, just go and get your domain. So your domain will probably be about $10, right? And I want you to go and create a, sorry, I would actually say first you get your domain and then you get an email service provider because your email service provider will let you create landing pages. So even if you don't have the budget to get your website up yet, you can start collecting emails and creating content just via the landing pages that your email service provider allows. So you could use something like what I use, which is ConvertKit. I love it. And you can go sign up, get everything set up and this is where you will get your funnels. So go in there or whatever service provider you're using and set up your first landing page and then start creating your first lead magnet. This is going to be the most important crucial step and it doesn't cost you anything. So what your lead magnet is, it's going to be completely up to you, but I would always recommend that you think about your funnel. So the products in your funnel, if your lead magnet is leading people in What's the paid product at the end of the funnel that you want people to buy? Maybe it's a course, maybe it's a membership, maybe it's your coaching program, whatever it is, be very specific, write out your outline for what that paid product will be, and then make your lead magnet specifically relate to that paid product. So you know that whoever you're funneling in, they're going to be interested in that topic and potentially then they'll be interested in your paid offer down the road because we don't want just a whole bunch of people on our email list who have tons of varied interests. We want specific people who are interested in one thing, that one thing that we offer, that is who we want on our list. Yes. I should also say too, though, I've heard other creators say, you don't want people on your list. If they're not buying from you, then just delete them. But I don't follow that. I think that growing your community, whether they're buying from you or not, growing your community is the most important thing. You never know who could be on your list. Maybe they don't want to buy your offer, but they have a sister or a friend or someone who definitely would be, and then they can refer you to them. So I would say focus That's on your community. Point. You know, because I think point. we hear people saying, oh, just delete them. Mm-hmm. But right? yeah, because they they may be a customer down the road or they may not be. And that's okay. There's so many other ways that you can build connections in different ways, not just a direct sale off of your list. So you've created your lead magnet and maybe it's an ebook, maybe it's a checklist, maybe it's a quiz like we talked about or some sort of templates, bonus content could be a giveaway. Maybe it's just your newsletter itself. Like- Perhaps you're going to be giving so many great, valuable tips that people are going to just want to be on that email list, no matter what, whatever it is, create it, set it up on that landing page that you're using through your email service provider. I'm just going to quickly take a drink. Oh, you're good. Okay. So then you're going to need some sort of image to represent that lead magnet. So just head on over to Canva. It's free. We love Canva. Right? Yes. (laughs) Create just some sort of nice little graphic. Canva has like tech mock-up. So like a computer screen or an iPad, it's all there. It's free. Go export it, put it on your landing page, set up that form and away you go. You're ready to start promoting this page link. And as you're Thinking about what's going to happen next, always think about what's the next step for the people who are coming into your community. Then you can start creating upsells and downsells. So like we had mentioned about when someone signs up to your first 
Often, maybe it takes them to a Tripwire page. If they buy the Tripwire, that'll take them to your cart. Maybe that's where you give you present them with an upsell. So something that's more expensive than the Tripwire, but it's a bit meatier. It's something that gives people more. And again, it relates to what the lead magnet and the Tripwire product and your eventual paid product, it all makes sense. It's giving people the next step of what they're going to need. And as you have that set up, that's really your basic sales funnel. And now once you have that up, you can get even more creative. So if people are entering their emails and then they didn't go on to buy, you can have an automated cart abandon funnel set up in your email service provider. So you would just set up a series of emails that fire out if someone entered their email, but then they didn't buy, let's say the upsell or they didn't buy the tripwire product, whatever it is. And maybe you send them two emails, one the next day, one the day after just saying, hey, I noticed you were interested in product name. I just want to let you know that it didn't go through or I noticed you were interested and then it didn't go through. If you're still interested, I saved your spot and you just include the link right to that checkout page again. And because people sometimes they are interested, but they get pulled away. They get distracted. They have a hundred tabs open if they're like me and you can forget. So it's not always that they just changed their mind. Sometimes they just forgot. So giving people that reminder email can really recover a lot of sales. And personally, it has really helped me recover a lot of sales. I did this when we had the Brave It Business Summit. People who had got as far as the checkout page to get the all access pass, but then they didn't end up buying for whatever reason. A couple hours later, I just had an email reminder go out to them like, hey, you left this in your cart or the summit price is going up in two days because we did a a tiered pricing just to remind people this is your last chance to get it for this price. And I also had retargeting ads going out on Facebook at the same time too. So if that same person got to that checkout page and they didn't buy, the next time they go to Facebook, they're going to see my ad for the summit. And so everything's just working behind the scenes. So if you are just getting started, I know I threw a lot of funnel words and things at you, but if you are just getting started, those are the main things that I would focus on creating a lead magnet, just getting your lead magnet up on a landing page. And we still have money left over from that hundred dollar budget. We We haven't spent it, right? (laughs) We bought the domain and we bought your email service provider and you've still got money left over. You could then put that towards getting your full website up. And then because having your own website is the most important thing, but you can get started without one too. And then just go out there. And like we were talking about doing that manual promotion, going into Facebook groups, talking to people on Instagram, going into Quora, putting yourself out there and engaging and letting people know about what you do and seeing what they're interested in. That's just going to help you grow right from the start. Okay. Guys, Chelsea did it. She did it. And when I tell you, she had no idea what question... (laughs) I was going to ask her (laughs) and she just came just right off the cuff. So hands down, that is 
you just did it. That's all. That's all I have to say. You've done well, thank it, my you. friend. So <laughs> I know that our audience will want to know how they can reach out to you and connect with you. Please let them know how you can be found. I would love to connect with you guys. So my website is herpaperroot.com. That's where I give away tons of free marketing and business development tips and resources. You can come and dig through the archives there, and I'm sure there'll be something that will be of interest. And I would love to chat with you too. So send me a message on Instagram at her paper route, get my DMS. I would love to talk to you there. And I have a ton of free and premium online business courses as well that can be found at her paper route as well. So if you're looking to take your business to the next level, come and check those out and just, yeah, like I say, get in my DM, send me a message, come and find me um, on my website or on Instagram and just let me know what you have going on. I'd love to check it out. Thank you so much. Guys, now you have it. Go check out Chelsea. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. She is your girl. Thanks a lot. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.